Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the archers with me, Harriet Carmichael, Lucy Freeman and Mr Newbie. Before we dive in, let's remind ourselves of what happened last week with Lucy's Week in Ambridge. This week was brought to you by people being on the same page, brands being in their (laughs) DNA and other words that mean soddle. Good (laughs) Lord, this Shula and Lillian partnership is going ahead, although Shula is worried about Justin's position. In the BL boardroom, <laughs> waving his wanger around is his usual position, to be honest. Um, anyway, Justin said Shula's ideas needed a bit of pep, as her idea of radical is trialling a different coloured flannel. Lillian and Shula <laughs> ruined Justin's Sunday morning between them, which he usually spends reading the Sunday Times rich list and bursting with rage, by detailing Shula's renovation plans, which included laminating the car parking sign and buying a cushion. Justin's ideas included raising the stables to the ground, charging £70 billion and only letting horses in that can do dressage, which is horsey skipping. (laughs) It was a little confusing and once again I couldn't help wondering why everyone in Ambridge has to have at least three different changes of mind about every decision rather than just making one and sticking with it. Shula said yes to Lillian, then Justin said no to Lillian, then Justin said yes to Lillian, then Shula said no to Lillian, then they both said no to Justin and yes to each other. Have they not considered the possibility of just, you know having a bit of a think. Admittedly, Shula said no after she'd caught Justin nosing round the stables and quizzing Joanne about the riding school ponies so he could work out which ones to keep and which he should turn into Bostick. Everyone is remarkably excited about the Harvest Supper. They're behaving as if it's a black tie at Le Manuel Cat César <laughs> rather than queuing up behind Derek Fletcher clutching a cold plate, waiting to have Usha slap a ladle full of Ruth's fish finger souffle onto it. They'll soon lose their appetites once they realise that the entertainment is coming courtesy of Kenny and Dave, the brothers Grimm. Quite why they feel the need to compose two rival stand-up acts is beyond me, as all they've basically got to say is, Hello, thank you for coming, and don't put anything bigger than a carrot batten down the loose as they were built by slaves and the flush comes off in your hand. Christian Hooty Fruity was throwing his weight around and Adam walked out because of his petty behaviour. That's a bit rich. Him and Brian Cher in the eco-office was like a pair of toddlers hitting each other with spades in the sandpit. But anyway, it gave him the chance to use his throbbing voice. Interrupt Ian in the middle of service and once again declare that he had done a very rash thing without consulting anybody. The good news is that poor old Xander, the Rip Van Winkle of Ambridge, slept through the whole thing. If he wakes up again, I'll sedate him, said Ian comfortably. Adam was overwhelmed with guilt. I thought I was a good judge of character, he said. I mean, I never realised I was job sharing with an alcoholic. I snogged Charlie Thomas and I thought Brexit was a good idea. (laughs) Stella seems to get on better with Ruth than she does with Pip. They were very buddy-buddy and it also gave the sound effects people an opportunity to go to town pouring out the tea, which is the same sound effect they use for a tall lady having a wee from a long way away. (laughs) 
Over at Bridge Farm, there's no one to pick the leaks and Bridge Fresh has gone down. Well, that's what happens when you build an app in a weekend and hold it together with WD-40 and some sellotape. Adam has decided that greater access to pickers would cheer him up, but hasn't realised that he's the only picker and he'll have to be having shenanigans in the polytunnel with himself. Or Tony, <laughs> if the worst comes to the worst. Tony probably wouldn't even notice, to be honest. He'd just carry on rabbiting away about his train set. You were right about there, Adam. <laughs> Jazza was showing Blake around Barrow. Poor old Blake. Not only is he having to deal with a completely unknown environment, he's being shown around by someone whose accent is so incomprehensible that when he said he had a couple of wee jobs in mind, Blake promptly pissed himself with fright. <laughs> he is living with Olwyn in that strange homeless shelter that Pat has forgotten she works at. And things went wrong very quickly after Martin Gibson arranged a PR appointment that Blake thought was a good opportunity to announce his intention of crowdfunding an appeal to put Philip Moss forward for Employer of the Year. And Jill, Jill appeared as if by magic. <laughs> no one said, where the hell have you been? And what have you done with that nice old man who was the yeah. first person in Britain to get the COVID jab and then promptly vanished? Still, it was <laughs> nice to hear her. As the scriptwriters had gone to the trouble of finding the sound effect of a tall woman weeing from a long way way away they used it again for jill's chat with kenton i wonder who the tall woman is i hope she's getting royalties jenny darling went squawking around the village like a wet hen screeching about adam being so distraught he had to leave his job he's 50 years old jennifer <laughs> the fact that he's a wet lettuce who can't manage his own life without being continually bailed out with goodwill from his family and friends is more the issue so for the love of god let him sort it out himself Plus, by the sound of her, Stella wouldn't take kindly to Adam popping back up at home farm and would probably briskly shove him through the threshing machine. Anyway, Adam has finally found a job that suits him. Pull apple off tree, put in basket. Pull <laughs> apple off tree, put in basket. He was eulogising about how marvellous it was and how relieved he was when I realised he'd only been doing it for about six hours. Yeah. <laughs> Wait until he's fallen off the ladder a few times, got rained on and found some maggoty ones. I don't like apples. I haven't got time. The end. <laughs> yeah, so good. Oh, it's funny because I was sort of, um, as every, before you do your week in Ambridge, I always think, I, I can only remember the last episode to have happened. So, so I always think, well, nothing's really happened except that. <laughs> then you do your week in Ambridge, you're like, oh my God, so much happened. So much to unpick I think and uh, laugh merrily about. I think it depends depends what sort of a week you've had. If you've had a quiet week, then it feels like... And like I can't even it remember like Monday this... now because it's just everything's just piled in this week. So, yeah. No, but it starts on Sunday. I mean, yes, I know. That's, that's what's confused. Yeah. It threw me this week because I was like, oh, oh, I know. That was the beginning of the um, Dave and Kenny oh, show, wasn't God. it? No, oh, Lucy, you've got to love it. <laughs> Didn't you? I thought that was the highlight of this week. I did like David going, yes. No, I haven't got a... Yes, you can't see... No, you can't see... I thought it was... Last night was... I'm sorry, last night. We're on Sunday. Hang on. Whatever. The last episode of the week was was hilarious. Mm. Um, Anyway, we'll probably come back to that. When Jill turned up, all smuggy, smuggy. Oh, my God. No, I... Do you know, I... I, Well, I got back really late last night after watching quite a harrowing play. And then I listened to it. And when Jill turned up, I I actually had a little tear in my eye. Well, I... I was moved, genuinely. I... When she said... It's been a very long lockdown and I'd like to welcome everybody oh, to the thing. I, I went a bit, oh, yeah. Because I just thought, I wonder if she's been in... Yes. Um, well, she, in sound, she sounded older, yes, I thought. she did. And yeah, when she said, me too, when she said, I literally crumbled mm. and I hadn't even had a drink. And But it, but it was because... What play it, because, did you see? 
the beauty queen of Leanorn or, or something like that. Oh. It was very, it was very good satin rural oiler and sure. <laughs> so, so the accents were, so the voices were amazing. I can't even tell. I'm so, so sorry, anyone in Griffin in Galway from Connemara. Um, and it was very good. Uh, very dark and then there was a like a, such a horrific bit in it that I actually had a nightmare about it oh really yeah yeah oh. but it was great and it was like the archers but set in rural Ireland and much more <laughs> dramatic and horrific <laughs> and I was thinking actually oh actually wouldn't it be great if the archers were set in like Galway or Connemara wouldn't that be fun it would be really like dr- dramas all the time wouldn't it <laughs> Oh no, Rory, come on. I want you to go into the priesthood. Father O'Brien said you had to go into the priesthood, Well, it would Rory. be a lot more, there'd be a lot less sort of um, subtle moaning that we get yes. now because we just do middle class. I don't remember very happy about totally. that, actually. It would be all Everybody quite... was in the play last night. They were just always horrible to each other. Mm. But they got things done. You know, said it how it was. <laughs> my, fr- just... my friend uh, is, is... Don't is... you be taking a drink, no, Alice. Oh my god, my accent was it was good last night after the show. That was awful. <laughs> my friend uh Anne is Irish and she said that uh, uh, that Irish families are built around high expressed emotion. She said <laughs> just expressed constantly. High expressed emotion at all times. And Everything. that was basically the play. That's what it was right. for two hours. It was very highly expressed. <laughs> A lot of spitting on the audience. Yeah. Amazing voices and actors. Oh. It was very cool. But um, then, so then I had to have a little come back and listen to the archers to sort of calm me down yes. a bit, and you know, make me snug. Me, yeah, make me feel less scared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Jill really moved me. <laughs> she did. What do you but, think but about then, this? Uh, the Justin and Lillian and the and the stables thing. Oh, it's uh, well, I think it's a bit silly. Uh, well, if, hang on a minute. Yeah, because like a week ago, mm. Shula didn't need an investor. Yeah, she was just muddling along, wasn't she? And presumably she was going to muddle along forever. Uh, and, and now all of a sudden, it's crucial. I think now she. It's crucial. I think she sat over the weekend with 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 a bottle of wine and all. <laughs> she's finally on. You know, everyone's on their on their on their desk somewhere or under their desk or something. You've got the pile of papers that you didn't look at. They're all things like yes. tax things you haven't oh done, God. national insurance stuff, forms you haven't sent back. You're actually making my heart race. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Everyone's know. got that somewhere. Everyone. I'm looking <laughs> at mine now thinking, oh. Yes, all these envelopes you haven't opened. Yes, because they're the scary ones with initials <laughs> yeah. on the front. Ooh. HMRC. Yes, parking them. fines. And um, and uh, yes, so I think she tried to, she drank half a bottle of wine, thought, right, I'm going to go through the box of doom. And she did and suddenly realised that she was like, 500 grand down than she where she thought she was yes but also i think i suppose as soon as someone says says i I can invest into your company then you start thinking well actually yes because i could do this and and i guess once that you're in your head you've got the investor then you can't really turn back but it's a bit silly isn't it like why not have a you know like as you said why don't you just all have a good old think then have a formal meeting yes you know, Rather, I mean, he didn't even know that she was coming. She just sort of turned up with a with a with a not a business plan. Ha ha ha! So what am I saying? How can Justin walk around like a sort of pervy old man watching all these girls? Yes, with their taking photos lessons. of small taking girls on, on. Yeah, exactly. without anybody going. No, uh, can me, you pervy get, old man. Yeah. get off my land. Yeah, yeah, that was a bit weird. 
Um, and he wouldn't be that outrightly no, rude either. And also you wouldn't go to like a rubbishy old stables in Ambridge and go, I'm going to turn it into Wembley. It's just, <laughs> we're, you're in Ambridge <laughs> for God's <laughs> sake. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, Sky would love to do their filming here, wouldn't they? You know, it's like... Shuna gets all sort of squeaky and hysterical if she's got more, oh. more than five girls in the on the lunge rain. I mean, the idea that she's going to suddenly have... You know, all these. Do you want to hear me practicing her voice? I, I was like trying to. She, what I've discovered, she, uh, she's always so hesitant in what she. Yeah. Oh, this is Sheila. This is me trying Sheila out. Hang on. So Sheila. Actually, I'd like to quickly pick your brain. <laughs> <laughs> that's honestly. That's what she. That was. I, that was. Co- I was copying exactly. She went. Um. Yeah. She went. She. They, she. She sort of like. Yeah. Actually, I'd like. <laughs> she sounds like like the tape's broken. Yeah. She, it, 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 She's buffering. She was buffering. That's the problem. <laughs> buffering. And then, oh, she, mostly she can only get air out, Kenton. God, you know, like, she everything is like just in a oh, exhale. Yeah. She's so highly strung that she can't yeah. even vocalise. I know, you feel like going, drop your shoulders, Shula. Just drop your shoulders, drop your shoulders. <laughs> breathe, breathe. There we go. Yeah. See? It's all right, isn't it? <laughs> but she only, I suppose she only ripped bless She's her. a she ball only... of nerves in a puffer jacket. Yes, That's what she is. Because she's only happy on a horse, mm. isn't she? She's only happy on horseback. Mm. She's like Princess Anne, isn't she, in the crown? <laughs> she can only... She's Maybe only she her should true be up and doing her accounts on horseback. And then they wish she wouldn't be quite in the mess that she's in now. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yes, it's all a bit like, I don't, to be honest, I'm not that bothered. Because as you said, Alice will come in and work there. Lillian will take it. And then I've forgotten, actually, Kenton. I'm glad Kenton brought up the fact yeah. that Lillian is an, is, has a stake in yes. the pub. Yeah. Why not invest in the pub? And I do like the fact that he calls Shula sis just to remind us that they're related. Because <laughs> otherwise we're like, who are these people? Because <laughs> they're hardly, you know, it's like, yes. they remember around their, around their birthday... You know, he'll, they'll start ranting, going on about twins and everything, and everyone goes, "Hey, oh yeah!" <laughs> and it sort of comes back. Mm. But that's why I do like that I, uh, David Ken, David David Kenny show. David Ken. mm. <laughs> that's why I like it because they they do have a very believable brotherly banter. You know, older brother, younger brother, yeah. get not you know knocking each crazy other crazy rivalry for mummy's attention. And it was and it was funny, like you know, because they are both so naff, aren't they? Really. Can you it imagine was funny though, that they were competing for that? Worse than having an evening compared oh to those God. two. I mean, Ed, as you said, <laughs> I would literally be dreading Sunday night. Yeah. The hard, you know, having to talk a small talk yeah. with, like, you know, village people that people. you see every single oh, day, and, you, and you'll get stuck because the tables will be long, yeah. the trestle tables. You'll get stuck so you'll, with the boring oh, people. You'll get stuck with the boring, and you have to listen to Dave and Kenny talk for twenty-five minutes. And you know what's going to happen as well, don't you? Because. David said everybody kept emailing him, kept messaging him about the food that they were bringing. Uh, and and he said, oh, I'll just forward the message on. Everybody is going to turn up with like a quiche and no one's going to have done a pudding. No one's going to have done anything else. Or so We are both be... predictors of the archers this week. I predict, well, in my Shambridge that I made lo- well over last week, Dave, uh, what's her name? Ruth and Stella are like best mates. Yeah. Well, no, Ruth falls in love with Stella, basically. Well, I'm glad Ruth and, and Stella are best mates because Ruth, yeah, Ruth seems to have abandoned Usha and thrown it to the wolves. Probably because she never and says what... anything. <laughs> Well, he's well. He's quite one-sided. Exactly. What she do you think? Usha never answers Usha. me texts. 
and she never answers the phone. And to be honest, she never speaks when I speak at her. I know, if I was Ruth, I would take That's it That's depressing. Um, Sorry, yes, yeah, but, so but, Ruth falls no, in love with Stella, the, I'm not sure what I'm predicting. What's no, then you predicted something that happened this week, I'm sure. Did I? Oh, how annoying. I should have written it down, Lucy Lou. Uh, blah, 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 blah. It'll come back to me. Okay. Something you said last week happened this week. Ooh. Oh, that's good. Yes. Um, apart from the Harvest Supper being a bag of shite, which... Yeah, well, obviously, <laughs> that's going to be one of those good old funny, funny episodes. I'm quite disappointed. That, but it will happen. Now... It'll be like... Oh, sorry, can I just... It'll be like one of those... You know when they have an episode every so often, like at Christmas, that has a church bit? Yes. Jill's basically doing that yes. church bit. Yes. <laughs> It'll, Jill will be doing the feeding the 5,000 because 5,000 people will turn up because David's forgotten to tell anybody that the barn only holds 17 people and everybody will all be bringing fish fingers. And but then loaf. at the end, Jill will reconcile everybody it and will some bells will... Out yeah. yes. And they'll be like, dong, dong, you know, like yeah. when they do, you know, the Remembrance Sunday yeah. ones and, you know, Peggy always does a poem and yeah. not, not a dry eye in the house, not Lucy. A dry... Not a dry... Not a joy. Um, I'm a bit disappointed that Christian Hooty Fruity has left before we've ever met oh, him. It's an absolute waste. I loved the idea of having because I had such a strong picture of him. I know you. Yes, yeah, I know you did. You and drew it for me. Did I? Many a time. Many oh, a time yes. in your. Yes, with him words. with his French bulldog and his loafers with no socks well, and all Mr. that. Mr. Newby was going to play him. Yes, but we, I know. it doesn't mean that we can lose him as a character, Lucy. Well, Mr. Newby did say. If I'm now playing Christian Hooty Fruity, who's a barber, am I just specialising in hair? <laughs> is that my <laughs> is that my area of expertise now? Because I'm going to put it on LinkedIn. Oh, I've got a good line in hairdressers. <laughs> Can only do hairdressers at the moment. No, he's branching out this week. This week he's playing Paul Hollywood. Oh, that's true. Yes, yes, I forgot that. Yes. yes, I recorded it ever so quickly, so I'd forgotten what it was about. <laughs> Not like you read the whole thing, you just read, my bit, my bit, my bit, my bit. Because you know when I do a Shambridge, I like, I could, I spend like five hours on it. Yeah. And it's like one minute. Yeah. When I do have It's the, the opposite. <laughs> you spend one minute and the rest of us spend five hours on it. That's what yes. Well, you know, because it's always the edit. It's the yes. edit that takes so long. Yes. Putting them living voices together. Oh, Mr. Newby does that. God oh, love him. Oh, does he? Well, well oh, I, yeah, I take my hat off because actually, if, 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 if I know, you know, a lot of people edit stuff now because you can just be your own editor, but um, it does take a long time. Yeah. When and you're making something as professional as the sketches for Ambridge on the Couch. He's so, he's such a perfectionist. I'm like, la, 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 that's done, that'll do. And he's like, no, I've just got, there's an extra half breath in there. And I'm going, oh, God, really? Okay, fine. Um, uh, but how, how... Uh, what do you think of Adam leaving like that? I was just thinking about that. It, when he... He's a child. Mm. And you yes. can see how Jenny has... To, because the first thing she did was try and wade in and fix it. Mm. I will get you back at the at the farm where you should be. Yeah. You know, oh, it's not. It's beneath you. You know, yeah. you think just let them fail. Let make them, them make fail. their own mistakes yes. and sweep up after. Yes. I thought God. it was so... Char- and I thought, good. well, lucky bloody you if you can just walk out of a job yeah. just like that without a care for your partner. Poor your Ian. Ian must feel mortgage. like he's got two children. He's like, oh, hi, Adam, what are you doing here if he walked out of another job without telling me? Been, okay, brilliant, fine. I've right. been absolutely outraged. It's like, okay, fine. Uh, Christian's horrible and he's mean to your 
to you and the staff and he's a horrible boss but at least find another bloody job before you leave this one don't hang us all out to dry just because you're such a hot-headed yeah or like stay and try and help be a manager try and um you know create a better culture for these people to work in yeah it was such a selfish decision i thought yeah very angry lucy very angry it was almost like rufus had done it (laughs) what do you mean you've just left you go back in there and you tell them that you've made a horrible mistake (laughs) yes i was no i just felt like it was a really irresponsible and you know i felt for how is how is him leaving the job going to help the workers that he gets it because they're not able to walk out clearly and he's just such a windbag you know, Such he's like, bag. he's like, it's all about, I want more responsibility. I want, I want a big farmer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, somebody was horrible to me. I'm leaving, yeah. you know. Yeah. Oh. And then as you said, yeah, picking apples. For, who wouldn't want to pick apples for three days? Have a yeah. little bit of a, have a nice little Try rest. doing it for a career. Exactly, you dick. Yes. Oh. <sighs> Oh, did <laughs> sighing in unison then, Adam. But I, but I was oh. so actually when Jenny t- came and told him off, I was really glad. Yes, because I was a bit like, hang on a minute, why, why is uh, why is he getting away with? I mean, mm. f- fine, fair enough. Like he's an adult, he can make his own decisions. But there's a lot of other people affected by yeah. your decisions, Adam. And also, like now, Stella's going to feel weird about everything because yeah. she's going to feel that. You know, and it's just... And is he like coming you, back? Should I go? And Should also, he, yeah. like, you, you, he's like, oh, I'm going to leave because I'm so bloody better than everyone else. You're the one that nicked that money, Adam. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, like, there's no way you're going to get another job. Yeah. No one's going to give you a reference, no. love. <sighs> <laughs> Sigh. But at least you <gasps> can give Ad, um, uh, Ian some apples for his uh, yes, cooking. Yes, he can make tart yes. tata, which is splendid. Yeah. Also, it's that thing of like, you know, no, I no, I have a, I love, my, I'm really lucky. I love my job, but you know, like lots of people do dream about just, yeah, you know, like giving up the sort of pressures and the yeah. politics of work and just going to do something where you can switch off and yeah. pick strawberries or you mm, know, yeah, but um that's not possible well, for he, so many reasons he's got you know he ha- he has no idea his entitlement is so massive yeah. he's got no idea yeah. what life is like for anyone else has he, he yes, just doesn't exactly. doesn't know doesn't care doesn't you're right know, he's never to. experienced anything no. else uh, except he did go to africa didn't he but lucy and uh experience yeah, I bet he was one of those tossers that drove around in a safari suit i a built Jeep. a bloody school and then yeah. i just bloody left and yeah, uh, yeah i've had no contact with it told since, people actually. what to do and then had you know Meetings in air-conditioned offices while everyone else was sweating outside. <laughs> um, uh, so, Blake and Jazza. Um, Blazza. Blazza. Um, that was... <laughs> another hilarious trope of the Archers is whenever there's a journalist from the... Like, the Echo is thriving, isn't it? Clearly. I know! They have so they many journalists. They send people out just to do features that are not even linked to advertising. <laughs> I have never worked on a local news, but never worked with or for or on a local newspaper where you didn't have to sort of try and screw some advertising out of people because otherwise you go bust. Maybe Martin was, uh, was bugging them. And, and what the hell was the story? Homeless man in in <laughs> has criminal worked case on a farm for a day. Ha- yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the fact that the poor bugger started at nine o'clock in the morning, and by half past eleven, he was being interviewed by the local press. No wonder he felt slightly pressured. 
God's sake. But it makes me laugh as well because whenever they get a journalist in it, they always sound slightly evil, don't they? Yes. Uh, <laughs> they're like they're trying nice to wheedle some people. evil story out of them or whatever. And it's Paul Blake's going, oh, yeah, Mr. Moss, very nice. I like him. Yeah. <laughs> He's lovely. It was a, a bit, I think they could have waited a bit for that story because it just. <laughs> and now Jazz is going to lose his bloody job, isn't he? Because he's now gone wading in. With but his size 12. Just, I know, I know. And it was all a bit silly. And Martin is sort of like the panto villain now, yes. isn't he? Which Martin is fine. Gibson would be played by Richard Bryars. If... <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, in ever decreasing uh, circles. I you think more like of... a sort of Roger Allen type. But sort of, I, was, I imagine Martin being sort of very, sort of like, I don't know, dark and, you know, hair, it's greasy hair. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. I was imagining slightly of, um, nervy and twitchy, no, like, know, um, like, um, like thingy in ever-decreasing circles. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, that's a bit before my time, Lisa. Mm. I'm, I'm thinking more... Um... We have not got through one show yet before you've announced that A, you're younger than me, B, you're very, very young, or C, very young. everything very that young. happened, everything, like yes. Wednesday, was before your time. <laughs> it was. I'm terribly young. <laughs> and that's what's very impressive of me to talk like this. It's really at my normal voice is like this. Um, and when oh. I listen to the archers, yeah. Tell the ladies and gentlemen about oh, what yes. happened to you this week with the lady that you met who was, <gasps> yes. Oh my gosh, talking of young so peeps. amazing. Well, I went out on the Raz, Lucy. Uh, yeah, I've been out a few nights this week, actually, guys, because I'm very young. And um, I went out for dinner with some actors and uh, there was like 10 of us. And we were talking about uh, the Archers and I haven't mentioned the podcast. And um, yeah, the girl next to me, uh, Necker, who's an actor, she was like, what's the Archers? <laughs> and we were like, oh, the Archers on Radio 4. She was like, I have never heard of it. She's Good never Lord. heard of the Archers. And we, and then, you know, we were like, well, you know, is that so popular? You know, you probably put on Radio 4 and heard it. And she was like, and, and then actually it took her quite a long time to get her head around the fact that it was a soap opera. And then we were like, it's a soap opera. And she was like, well, why isn't it on the telly then? <laughs> and, and my friend was like, well, because it was created in the 1950s <laughs> when they didn't really have tellies. And she was like, yeah, they've got tellies now. Why isn't it on the telly? Why and hasn't it transferred thought, yeah, to the West End? Good, good point, actually. Why hasn't it transferred to BBC4? It has. It's Emmerdale, except that's shit. <laughs> wow. So that was interesting. And then I said, please, can you listen to an episode and tell me what you think? Mm. And she said, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Of pan. Peach of a pan, I've written. Peach of a pan. Peach. Peach. Maybe Tom Peach. peach. I don't think it is, though. Peach of an ep, actually, it says. Oh, peach of an ep. Oh, that's what I was thinking last night. I thought, this is a peach of an ep. Peach of an episode, it was. Right. The last episode of the week was a peach. You thought? All yeah. that stuff with... De- God. I did. I really... Sometimes I, I th- think we're listening to different shows, you know. <laughs> Well, sometimes I think we're so similar on our wavelength and then other times it becomes clear we're really not. I did. What I, what made me laugh like a bloody drain last oh, night, yeah. though, was the final line of the show on oh, yeah. the Thursday. And it was classic. So you haven't written a script either. Ha, ha, 
in laughter yes. I could feel the hair in the back of my neck standing up in embarrassment <laughs> but anyway no but I think that's why I thought it was a peach of an episode because it rounded off so sweetly yes and it was sweet yes it could have been like I thought oh god we'll get li- why where have all people would you phone Linda to yeah. get your yes. advice yes you're going to end up in some especially as David spent his long... entire time trying to avoid Linda why would he actively then ring it's... her up and then why would you go to Bert Fry <laughs> Two of the most, two of the people responsible for some of the most boring, (laughs) dramatic. (laughs) I mean, I probably would have gone to Josh, or you know. Yes, well, I was thinking, has has he gone to to um, uh, Bosch? But no, no, he went to two of the two people responsible for boring more people in Ambridge than any others to ask them for their input. Bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. I did want to slightly apologise to anyone listening. If it sounded like I wasn't listening to anything you said when you read out emails, it was because I had had just received a really panicky text from my agent saying, where's your audition? It's due in in 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) So I'd sort of got a bit distracted at that point and had to slightly switch off my ears. Because I was like texting back going, quietly what are you talking about? What audition? (laughs) What agent? What? Who are you and what is happening? And I haven't got 10 minutes. And I'm sorry. Yes. And I'm sorry. I'm doing a podcast. Um, uh, We had a lot of nice people saying very nice things about uh, Mr. Newby's bit that he did last week about how he was feeling. He is feeling much better this week uh, and is back as Mr. Newby. Uh, but we had a message from, um, uh, Peter who said, uh, it really moved me. And even as a hardened skeptic gave me a better understanding of what you go through. My generation in brackets, knocking on a bit, generally don't understand the present emphasis on mental health and can see it as a bit of a fad. But then you must realize that we come from a post-war era of what on earth's the matter with you? For God's sake, pull yourself together. And I guess have consequently not only not understood, but been dismissive. Yeah. The number of times I've heard, oh, we never had mental health in our day. <laughs> Thank you again. And please try to continue with the podcast as I've always really enjoyed your input and would it would be the poorer without it. Sorry, girls, he said. Oh, fine. Well, we'll just hand the whole bloody thing over to um, Mr. Lucy. Mm-hmm. Also, um, everybody has mental health yeah. because everybody has health. That's, and that everybody the, has mental health. That was the joke. No, no, I know. I know. I see. Are you now doing? Okay. <laughs> I'm now reiterating the joke. That's all I can do. Is oh, is copy it? other people's jokes. <laughs> I you don't realise that. Tune down this from time. Bit again, are they? <laughs> I was just reiterating it in my hilarious voice to make light of it. To make light. Because you yes. know I get nervous when everything gets too I serious. I know you get all panicky, don't you? <laughs> Drop your shoulders like Shula. Drop your shoulders. <laughs> breathe. Breathe. Um, no, and, I found it very poignant, Mr. Newbie's bit. And Tom Peach messaged and said, Hi, Tom. I have just listened to the podcast, including the bits I wasn't yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Pointedly. Your postscript, <laughs> this is to Mr. Newbie, your postscript affects me deeply. I've been fighting with anxiety and depression points when I simply can't move or feel alive all my life. Mine manifests in physical pain, which adds a further layer of fun to the mix. Oh, God, you poor thing. God. I'm fortunate in that I've got a great therapist, the medication's working, and I have a circle of friends, and the incredibly patient and beautiful and funny Mrs. Peach Aww, that listen Rachel. and don't judge. Aww. I have no advice or trite words of encouragement. I just wanted to confirm what you said. None of us who suffer from this are alone, and it helps to know that. Your friend in Australia, Tom. Isn't that lovely? Oh, that is such a nice email. And just cut the bit that I said. <laughs> it was really trite. <laughs> 
I only do trite. That's all I do. Try just copy things or just say them tritely. <laughs> Harriet, Harry trite, Harry trite Carmichael. <laughs> You're not trite. I think it's probably quite hard to not be affected at any point in your life yeah, by mental definitely. health problems, isn't it? Definitely. You know, you can. You yeah, can, you can have you chronic. Can... You can have mild. You can have intermittent. You can have them every now and again. They can have. They can be brought on by an event. They can just come spontaneously yeah. out of nowhere. It's a it's a cavalcade of opportunity to feel yeah. shit. Very <laughs> much look forward Yay. to. Yay! Yay! Yeezers. I can't wait to be more trite. But your your reaction to it <laughs> is really interesting because it is that kind of oh, I don't want to say anything because I might say the wrong thing. Yes. No, I and, never do. I never want to say the wrong thing. And, I never uh, want to say the wrong thing. No. I want to be really respectful and sensitive. But, you know, when you haven't gone through the yeah. experience yourself, it is hard yeah. to say, you know, I can say, how can I help and what can I do? Mm. Um, no, no. But I, I suppose, no, the thing is, it's not that I'm um, uncomfortable talking about mental health. Not in the, not at all. You know, like, obviously, I have lots of friends who have mental health issues. It's just because I haven't experienced, um, I feel, you know what it's like when you haven't been through that So you experience. don't feel sort of qualified or you don't yeah. feel you don't entitled to, to talk about it. Because, yeah. yeah, you don't want to yeah. go, oh yeah, I totally feel your pain. Yeah. Because you don't feel that no. pain. You know, like, so it's quite difficult to, yeah. Yeah. you know, But if you could see somebody there. was ill, if you could see... i just ignore them. Then... <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on. <laughs> Lying in the pavement yes, you outside, step my over house. them and say, "Shoot, I, get I call out of my neighbour." Yeah, yeah say, "There's someone them. here. Can you sort this out? I've got a thing. I'm on a pencil. Bye." <laughs> yes, exactly. I start getting stressed. <laughs> oh my god, I'm going to be late. Oh my voiceover. <laughs> anyway, I think we have got super smashing listeners who are have been completely lovely. Uh, and I was uh, really, really touched at all yeah. the lovely responses that Mr. Noob's got. I'd really like to meet them all. All of them? Well, I mean, how many have we got? Have we got six listeners, Lucy? Six or seven. Or seven. I mean, yeah. we'd have to get a big Uber. <laughs> it would have to be one of the big ones, definitely. <laughs> well, if Willa's brothers came... Yeah. We'd brother, have to get an Uber brother. No, I know, but I'm still calling them okay, collectively the, brother. the brothers. Okay, the brothers. You know the 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 Jin brothers. Yeah, yeah, the Jin brothers. You know Willa's daughter. Like you know, as I was saying, I was listening back last week because I basically wasn't paying attention at all last week. So I listened back, and um, Willa's a doctor. Yes, I didn't know that. <laughs> I just have a whole new respect for her. <laughs> we have really clever people listening to this, which makes me feel really intimidated. <laughs> well, it makes me wonder what the hell they think they're doing. Was there nothing else? <laughs> There's so many podcasts out there that are real, like really good, <laughs> and have like jingles. I've been thinking we need You're a few more jingles. You're obsessed with jingles. Does anybody yes. want to do us a jingle and then Harriet no, what, will be happy? What, you know, my favouriting podcast is Parenting Hell, Rob Beckett and Josh yeah. Widdicombe, and they have really clever bits where you know when we do an edit. I mean, we hardly do, but when we occasionally edit, they have a little noise like this, and then oh, it's like say, topic change. Yes, it's very clever. Oh, okay. It's very dynamic. Because what we do is go, <laughs> and then <laughs> that's our noise. Or I'll just be going. And anyway, Lucy, I had a friend who was, Adam was so funny last. <laughs> <laughs> Seamless. Seamless, Harriet. <laughs> 
seamless. <laughs> um, talking of seamless, Lucy. Yes. <laughs> I can't think of a link. Uh, well, why don't we go to yes, quick. the script? Oh, yes. And now we cross over to Bake Off Borchester, where there are soggy bottoms all over the shop. It's Cake Week on the Great Borchester Bake Off. The contestants have been asked to make an autobiographical cake that represents their life so far. <sighs> I'm not sure my oven's at the right temperature. I'm used to the one at the tea rooms and you have to kick that at the bottom to get it going. The door's all funny on this one too. It slides out. The one at the tea rooms just comes off in your hand. You coping all right, Mia? I've altered the recipe as I'm doing a vegan version, so mine's an eggless sponge. What are you decorating yours with, Clary? Lamb chops. Lamb chops, did you say? Yeah, who didn't like a chop? Well, it sounds interesting. Ah, oh, Clara, isn't it off-putting when he comes up and stares at you? Not me, love. I've made a full roast dinner while Eddie washed the sump pump in the kitchen sink. William threatened the fridge freezer with a shotgun and Joe cut his corns with the bread knife. Takes more than a jumped-up sandwich man to put me off. Right, mine are in. I'm putting them in for ten... night no, twelve minutes. When you're taking yours out, Clary? Tuesday. Right, I'll do my buttercream now. Ah, oh, Mayor, you've done yours already. But you can't use butter, can you? What did you use instead? Colgate. Ah, oh, nice. Minty. Mia, I must say, I do admire your commitment to your principles. My cake represents my love of esoteric belief systems. Let's have a look. And, oh, blimey. What? What's that big thing? Sticking up. It's a totem pole. And them two round... They're Zen meditation cushions. Oh, oh, see, I didn't realise. What did you think it was? Sort of a tribute to Jacob. Uh, Doesn't matter. Hello, Emma. Hiya, Paul. Tell us about your cake. You've got lovely eyes, haven't you? Er, yes. Are they real? My eyes? Yes. I meant, like, blue contact lenses, you know. Let's concentrate on the cake. The what? Cake. What is your cake? Oh, yeah, I see. Well, um, this is a Genoese sponge in the shape of a claw-footed marble coffee table. And who are those two little figures on top? Are they having a duel? They're my husbands, fighting over me. They're a bit fragile. Ed's lost his head already. You can say that again. Was that your car in the drive, Paul? That big red one? It was, yeah. It's a Ferrari Testarossa. Thought so. So lovely. It's hot in here, isn't it? I might make a little figure of you and put that on my cake too. I'd like that, Emma. And in an unprecedented situation on Bake Off, Emma Grundy is awarded Star Baker and Bake Off champion, even though we're only on week three. Would you like to see my showstopper, Paul? I would, love. Get in.
and we can now cross over to Mr. Newbie, who uh, has exciting news for us all. Ooh. He's got a girlfriend. What? I know. Is it someone we know? Uh, well, we've never met her, but we know of her. <gasps> Not Sabrina. No. Tilly Button? No. Pandora. Tilly Button and Pandora are about 14. He's not a pedo. Good morning, everybody. Sorry I've been absent for a couple of weeks, but, and I'm a little embarrassed to admit it, I've fallen in love. Having moved here to Ambridge alone a couple of months ago, I've been quite content by myself with my cat and my fire and my grandfather clock, a good high-speed internet connection and some VR goggles. But then one night in the bull, listener, I met her, the love of my life, the yin to my yang, the Philip to my Blake. I'd popped down the pub for a bite to eat, having run out of Watsits at home, and was just about to ask if there was a secret menu with something other than sandwiches on it, when at the other end of the bar I saw her, just about to get her mouth round Wayne's footlong. There she was in all her glory, long lustrous purple hair, a bosom that had its own microclimate, legs that went all the way down to the ground, and big blue eyes that very nearly pointed in the same direction. I knew at once that I had to talk to her, and wandered over to offer her a drink. Barely four pints of baby sham later, and I'd exchanged phone numbers with the very, very lovely Beverly Drains. I've seen how this works on Gossip Girl, so I decided to play it cool and not call her until fully seven o'clock the following morning, upon which she accepted my invitation to nine and three quarters of the green for dinner almost before I'd finished asking, and was presumably so excited and overwhelmed by it that she hung up. She looked like a woman of the world, and I'm an accomplished cook, so I planned an ambitious menu. Momofuku belly pork buns to start with, an authentic French cassoulet for the main course, and a lovely local cheese plate for afters. I ordered the pork belly from Barrow Farm, only to find out that they can't get the pigs slaughtered at the moment. Neil said I was nonetheless welcome to come down and have a look, so I did, whereupon Jazza introduced me to one of the animals and told me to help myself to whichever part of it I needed, two pound a pound, cash in hand. I didn't have the heart, of course, so I took the whole thing home with me, tied her up in the garden and called her Pigling Bland. Lizzie walked past, just as we were settling in, and said how much she enjoyed having porkers in her front yard, so maybe I'd be able to sell Pigling on in a week or two anyway. I thought I'd give Tom's Bridge Fresh app a go for the sausages and vegetables, but they seemed to be having some issues with their logistics, so the only thing they had on the whole hastily assembled website was leaks. I ordered five kilos, sorry, 11 pounds, so as not to appear impolite, and went off to the village shop to see what I could salvage from the situation. Turns out the shelves in the shop were also bare of anything I actually wanted, and Brexit is playing havoc with the supply of Felbersham E's HGV drivers, but Susan did her best to help me out with what she had. I'm not sure she's ever eaten cassoulet though, because instead of onions, carrots and beans, she gave me a couple of greasy apples, some dandelions from Shuler's Garden, and a dusty tin of quick-save spaghetti hoops, best before May 2002. Still, I figured that if Beverly and I got drunk enough, the food wouldn't matter, so as the cider Eddie had sold me had eaten through the demijohn, I picked up a bottle of Happy Shopper Polish Liebfraumilch to go with the homebrew I'd got from Jazza. And, I have to say, in defence of village shops, £66.90 for the lot was cheaper than I was expecting, and definitely much less expensive than paying import duty on a pizza from Cheese's Crust in Pennyhasset. There was only one more errand I needed to run, down to the dairy to pick up some local specialities. Clary was there, and there was somebody with her too, although I couldn't quite figure out if it was Susan or Kirsty. This was partially on account of all the protective gear, against Clary's yoghurt explosions rather than Covid or hygiene, I think, and partially down to the scriptwriter's lack of clarity on the subject. 
Anyway, sadly, having called my bank manager and been declined a mortgage extension, I came away with just a small piece of Borchester black. I think it was supposed to be Borchester blue, but it had fallen down behind the fridge a few weeks ago and so was available at the special price of just £28. The day of the dinner arrived and I'd booked myself into Febreze of Felfisham for a back sack and crack. After a mercifully short stay in Borchester A&E, they managed to staunch the bleeding and I could return to my kitchen and start the preparation of Momofuku cucumber buns, Cerceau de spaghetti à la dandelion et pomme grasse, and penicillin. Beverly arrived looking radiant. The hinges on the sunbed had seized, apparently, but when I served up my workaround repast, said she wasn't all that hungry. Didn't stop her demolishing a family bag of Watsits that she found stashed down the back of the sofa, mind you. But as Watsits do have all the major food groups, grain, dairy and orange, I felt like I'd discharged my duties well enough. Having watched a couple of romantic episodes of Squid Game, the evening came to an end when I nodded off and started drooling down myself. Still, I hope it's not too indiscreet of me to tell you that Beverly Drains gave me a big, cheesy puff-flavoured kiss before she skipped off down the path of number nine and three quarters. As I tipped the dinner leftovers into the garden on my way to bed that night, Pigling thought it was Christmas, and so, dear listener, did I. There'll be another podcast up next week. So subscribe to us on iTunes and you'll never miss an episode. This is your bit. Mm. And please give us a review and we will give you big kisses. In the meantime, if you would like to contact us, you can email Ambridge on the Ambridge Couch, on the couch at, gmail.com at gmail.com and give us your comments, your comments or any questions, questions for Mr. Newbie. Newbie. We are at on Ambridge on Twitter, or you can follow Mr. Newbie on Twitter at Newbie Couch. And in the meantime, it is goodbye from all of us and have, and a, have a lovely, lovely week. week. Goodbye. 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 So do you think we need a swishy noise then? Yes. Okay. It's a really good swishy noise. Swishy noise. Okay. It just comes in like this. It's just when the subject changes, when there's been a cut, basically. Can't we have the noise of the tall lady weeing? Because I quite like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, we forgot to talk about the, the sound effects this noise. week. <laughs> we've got, we've got I the kept thinking, how many times does this teapot, are we going to hear this teapot? I love, I love it, though, when they have, like, supersonic sound effects. Yes. Yeah. Because it makes it really... I don't know, really, more, it makes the scene more interesting. It was incredibly it? close to the mic and it was like, <laughs> and it suddenly got louder and louder. And I thought, are they in the teapot? And someone is pouring the tea on their heads. <laughs> they love that tea sound effect, though, don't they? <laughs> Must have probably been like the first sound effect they ever had on the archers, because apart from horses and yeah. cows Meh. and fire. Yeah. Fire. <laughs> 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 Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.